0: If you are going to choose an individual to lead you to victory or safety, chances are you will choose the most confident person. Their confidence will inspire and motivate you to achieve great things. That's what makes them a great leader, right? But there is a darker side to confidence that erodes trust and turns away once eager followers. That side is overconfidence and is often referred to as arrogance. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna O'Korin, and with me today is my lovely father and renowned psychometrician, Joseph Folkman. Hello, Bri. Hi, Dad. Before we get into our research today, I wanted to share a special announcement. We just launched our first self-directed course, Mastering Confidence: Build a Presence that Elevates Performance. Now, this course is based on research that we've gathered at Singer Folkman for a few years from over a hundred thousand global leaders, and we firmly believe that the best development is driven by data. And this course, it has four lessons. It can be completed anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes, depending on how long you spend on the activities. And we start by giving you an assessment that measures your level of confidence and your openness to feedback. And you'll see how your scores compare to others and what that means. And then we have different chapters that review the behaviors that we have found are associated with the most confident leaders out there and how you can use these behaviors to help others perceive you as more confident. Because what we've found is that confidence is not just how you feel about yourself, but how others perceive you, what they perceive your level of confidence to be. I had a friend who missed out on a big opportunity at work because they felt that she probably was too timid to present things because she never really spoke up in meetings. But she would have been fine. She just That wasn't the case. So that perception matters. We have a really compelling lesson on executive presence. And we have an activity associated with it of how to gather information and feedback from others about your presence in these six different areas and some different ways that you can improve it. So you do boost your executive presence and you inspire confidence among those around you. Now, the interesting thing about confidence is you can have too much of it. We're going to talk about that in the podcast today. So really, this course can be helpful to anyone from first-time managers to senior-level executives. You want to figure out what the optimal level confidence is, where you're at, and some ways that you can improve and refine your presence. So be sure to check it out. I will have a link in the description of this podcast. So go there, learn more, and enroll. Now, on to our story for today of a young entrepreneur who determined that he was never going to work for anyone but himself. You may have heard of WeWork's founder and former CEO, Adam Newman. Adam was good looking, charismatic, and could convince pretty much everyone that he was going to change the world. WeWork offered share workspaces to individuals and companies. It was, in essence, a real estate company. They leased buildings and spaces, but he convinced his investors that they were a cutting-edge tech company that was going to disrupt corporate America. That didn't happen, mainly because while Adam was a master at spending money and convincing people to invest, he lacked the necessary skills to successfully manage his growing, growing business. Now, WeWork eventually found a way to rid themselves of his toxic and very damaging behavior, but they suffered great losses. If you want more incredible details of this story, listen to the podcast, We Crashed by Wondery. Adam was beyond overconfident. He was arrogant. And as much as your confidence can boost your performance and give you access to incredible opportunities, overconfidence can cause a lot more damage than you may realize.
1: In my research with Zinger Folkman, I looked at the data on the impact of confidence and discovered several interesting realities. What creates greater self-confidence that will benefit a leader is nuanced and complex, but greater self-confidence or what some consider overconfidence or arrogance does hurt a small subset of leaders. I measured confidence using a 10 item index on 12,000 leaders. When I examined the confidence data, I found a significant trend between a leader's confidence and their overall leadership effectiveness ratings. That
0: that makes sense that there's this correlation between confidence and leadership effectiveness. I mean, a person with low confidence is probably going to have a harder time performing certain fun- functions like conducting a great meeting or initiating performance discussions or leading the organization. So... If more confidence equals that you're going to be more effective, at at what point does then does it start hurting an individual?
1: Well, I examined the relationship between the 16 leadership competencies in the data, and I discovered that nine leadership behaviors showed significant improvement with increased confidence. In other words, there was a strong correlation between increased confidence and those leadership skills. Now, this is great news it would appear that there's no downside to having high level of confidence until we looked at the last two skills.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: (laughs) That is a dun, dun, dun. Displays integrity and honesty and relationship building. These showed decreased levels of effectiveness with increased confidence.
0: Ooh, very interesting.
1: Well, it was interesting, and I was perplexed. I didn't understand this. And, and how could a capability that enabled nine leadership skills to improve cause two to decline?
0: Yeah, that's this is very unusual. And not to get too nerdy about data, because data is super cool <laughs> for you, but for you to all understand the significance of this, um, you discovered and have been a huge proponent of the belief that you can't take your strengths too far. That's essentially you You can build up any leadership skill like integrity or taking initiative, problem solving inspires others, and it's going to be a good thing. The more, the better. But but you're saying that this does not apply to confidence. Too much confidence has negative impacts.
1: Yes, that's true. And we wanted to understand this phenomena.
0: Well, I bet you did.
1: So let me tell you a tale of two confident groups of leaders. Oh. I discovered that while the overall average did decline slightly on two competencies, this was not the case for every leader in group one, I found 336 leaders with high confidence, their effectiveness on both competencies increased with greater confidence.
0: So in other words, these leaders weren't hurt by their high confidence. They weren't,
1: they weren't. That surprised me, but group two uh, 362 leaders, surprisingly about the same size, their effectiveness remained low despite higher levels of confidence.
0: Huh, so that's that's strange. What What's going on with these leaders?
1: <laughs> well, the overall leadership effectiveness score, which is the average of all the items in the survey for that second group, was low. They were at the 30.8th percentile for group two, where confidence did not help for both competencies, the trend was very similar.
0: Oh, okay. So this this is a little confusing and strange. Uh why why is group that group? Uh, why aren't they improving? Any ideas? What, what, um, what the group two, the non-improvers? What are they doing wrong?
1: Well, and this was a case where averages are pretty deceiving because we put the two groups together and averaged them. But when we pulled them apart, what we saw was is that the people that didn't improve with high confidence, their scores were lower on almost every competency. The leaders with high confidence who did not improve were less competent. Uh, They were assessed by others as being less effective on all 16 of the leadership competencies. Uh, They were also focused more on giving negative feedback and avoiding positive feedback. And that also created a toxic work environment. In addition, the engagement level for the direct reports who worked for those who did not improve was at the 43rd percentile compared to the 60th percentile for those who improved.
0: Wow. So in other words, this group of leaders were kind of big headed and they didn't have the skills to back it up. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, they didn't. You know, now. Here's what we learned for 90% of the 1,564 leaders in this study, increasing leadership competence was strongly correlated with increasing confidence. So coming first, being confident helped. But the problem for those who did not improve was their confidence came before their competence. They assumed they were competent, but their results and the feedback from others did not validate their assumptions. What can help those leaders who are overconfident? Well, I recommend that leaders regularly receive a valid assessment of their leadership effectiveness, and that using that data, they can align their confidence with their competence.
0: The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Zanger and Joe Folkman, visit our website at ZangerFolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on ZangerFolkman.com.